Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. These types of conversations are not easy, uh, but they can set us up not only to uh, survive during this time, but really set us up for the next decade. To, to say, this is how freedom is going to operate and love Los Alamos during this time and love our world during this time and lead during this time and knock back down, not in any obstacle that comes our way. We're actually going to use it to our advantage and for our good. So with that, with that, I'm going to this interview with Ryan. Let's comment back and forth and um, I'll have some questions on there, but I hope you're blessed. I hope you're encouraged like I was. I hope you're challenged like I was, and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll finish it up and wrap it up on the other side with some more challenging thoughts that I have um, about this and more. So here, without further ado, here's Ryan from Church Marketing University. I'm excited today because we have uh, my friend Ryan Wakefield from Church Marketing University. Hello, Ryan. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, I, I'm, I'm doing great. I am grateful to have you come and join us. Before we even jump into the church stuff, you and I have some native Missouri roots in us. And by the time this plays, the Chiefs will have played their first uh, football game on Thursday night. What's the vibe like in Kansas City? Dude, we're, we're pretty pumped up. The theme, Run It Back, it's all over the city. Uh, we're, we're excited. We got Patrick Mahomes, a half billion dollar investment there. <laughs> he, he owns part of the Royals now. Uh, so, man, the, the the city is pumped. I mean, one of the things that you hear oftentimes here in Kansas City, 2020 has been a crazy year, but nobody can take the Super Bowl away uh, <laughs> from us. So, man, we are we're, we're pretty pumped. It'll be a different year. Obviously, it's just a different year all the way around, but we're excited to see if they can repeat. It's going to be really, really hard, but, man, it'll be fun to see what what happens. <laughs> well, we're in New Mexico, which has is cowboy and Denver Bronco country. Uh, the Cowboys, they're just as excited as the Chiefs are. They, they've pretty much already won the Super Bowl this year, except nice. in week six, they'll be in, you know, they'll need some counseling um, <laughs> later on. So, so. I, I kind of forecasted a couple months ago, like a Chiefs-Cowboys Super Bowl. Uh, so maybe that'll happen. My dad, uh, a huge Cowboy fan. So growing up, I was a big 49ers fan. I think maybe just because, like, I wanted to rebel against my dad's, you know, Cowboy pick. <laughs> Uh, but then when we moved to be a part of planning a church here in Kansas City, man, we jumped all in. That was back in 2013. So we're all in on Kansas City sports. If yeah. You're going to be a part of a church plant in a city. You gotta, you gotta take on the team. So well, we, we have. I ha since you're here, I had to, I had to put that, put that out there. So Ryan, introduce us to yourself and also um, Church Marketing University um, and what that mission is and how do you guys help churches. Yeah, and if you're new to us, if this is the first time you're hearing about Church Marketing University, don't uh, freak out. Like, we love Jesus. Uh, marketing is a weird term when you put it next to church. Um, but we're all about helping churches use new tools to, to share the gospel, the good news with people in your community. So that's what we focus on. We love helping churches reach out into your community using new ways, social media, live streaming, all of this stuff. So that's what we do. We, we help thousands of churches. It's crazy all across the world, just saying, hey, here's how you can use these new tools uh, to preach the good news, to see people coming to vi visit your church, whether that's digitally or in person, and then ultimately 
helping them find a relationship uh, with Jesus and, and end up in heaven. So that's what we do. We get up uh, every day excited to, to help churches. And for whatever reason, God's kind of designed us for this time, for this season. And uh, man, if we can come alongside churches and say, hey, uh, we can we can still help serve you, know, you help you serve your community and, and share the good news with more people than ever before. Like, let's look at this as an opportunity. Uh, God's not surprised by this. And uh, man, the good news, we know the church is always going to move forward. So for whatever reason, God's had us for this time and for this season, and we're just humbled by the opportunity. And and let's say, hey, it's crazy times, but let's figure out ways to keep moving forward. Yeah. And so you work with thousands of churches, right? Yeah. And honestly, it's it's really humbling, but all over the globe. Um, it, it's crazy. We got... Uh, friends down in Australia, Africa, Europe, uh, North, South America, like it's it's nuts. Um, but I think everywhere the church is trying to figure out, uh, the message is not going to change, but certainly how we share that message, there are these new ways. And so I think it's something that the global church is is trying to wrestle with. Uh, they don't teach a lot of this stuff, you know, in Bible school. <laughs> I went to Bible school uh, and they didn't teach you, you know, how, did, how you do live streaming, how you do social media, how you connect with people in your community and, and develop a website and all these things. So it can be it can feel a little bit overwhelming, but we try to break it down, make it simple and and, and help churches. So, yeah, it's something that I feel like as as a global church, we're trying to figure out and we're just trying to help help the church do yeah. that. So with that, I mean, specifically for this interview, Ryan, like I really kind of want to pick your brain because you have um, you have insight that many of us don't have into this global church, uh, more specific, probably in the United States. But I mean, you have this perspective that we don't get to see day in, day out. So I just want to know, like, what are you seeing thriving churches doing during mm. this time some are not thriving some are but what are you what are some key things that you're seeing thriving churches um doing in this time yeah it's, i think the biggest thing is um flexibility obviously it feels like for for churches the world flipped upside down there's a lot of stuff that is outside of our control so churches that kind of made the shift they were just super flexible they they realized hey there's there's going to be lots of things that we can't control uh, we can't control what our county does, what our state does, what what nation does, like what all yeah. the government does. But what we can do is we can keep the main things the main things. And for a lot of them, it was like, hey, let's not necessarily just obsess over, man, when can we get back in our building? And when can, and the list, you guys know this, the list keeps going on and on and on. But they were obsessed, like, how can we keep serving people? How can we keep sharing the good news? How can we keep pointing people towards Jesus? And so the, the churches that were flexible, even though it's not ideal, they're still making the most. And I think that's biblical, kind of a phrase that a lot of our churches that have made the shift are hanging their hat on. It's like, how do we make the most out of every opportunity? Uh, and look at this not as a, a setback, but as an opportunity to share the good news in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that word flexibility yeah. is, is really, really crucial because you just got to say, hey, we're going to keep the main things the main things. It just is going to look different for a season. And so how do we kind of just roll with the punches and, and figure out how to keep moving forward? And, and second to that, how do we keep serving people? And, and so a lot of the what we've encouraged our churches to ask this question is what do does our community need right now? And how do we serve people in this season? And because 
uh, for a church, if you're serving people, if you're meeting needs and keeping the main things, the main things, you're always going to be relevant. You're always going to be uh, partnered w- with God and building his kingdom. And you're going to be seeing God do great things in and around your community if you're just flexible enough to keep moving where God's leading. All right. So flexibility is is absolutely Huge. key. I want to take a pause right now just because of those who are in the live stream right now. Because we, you know, we like to, to interact in the comments here. And so, and this is a different style than what we normally do on a Sunday. So here's what I want. If Ryan has said something that you're like, that's a good insight, like get the fire emojis going, but even more than the fire emojis, like put it into words, let us know like that, that right there is inspiring me. Also, let's use this as a church, this as a brainstorming session. So um, if you're like, oh, we could do this. You know, put that in the comments, but even more so, this is where I would challenge you as a pastor. Um, if you want to start a sentence of we could or we should, put in the word I could or I should, um, and, and then let that kind of birth whatever God's moving and stirring in your heart. That's what I want to tap into is what's God yeah. moving in your heart. Share those things. Let's work on those and let's, let's see God move. So put keep, keep the chat going. Because this is not a passive time. This is going to be a brainstorming session. I will read all the comments and we'll work together on on moving forward. Okay, um, that's my little uh, intermission timeout thing to say. Hey, let's keep let's keep going. Um, Ryan, um, what would you say to our leaders? We are at Freedom Church. We are fully online. Like we're going to mm. be hanging in that direction until it's abundantly clear that we can meet in person. That it's safe to do so. Um, So what would you say to the leaders at Freedom um, about how to make the most of this online format? Because even though we're in it, we've been doing it still kind of new, still kind of like, I don't know. Uh, Like what makes this platform so unique, so special? What's the opportunities? Yeah, and that is a great question. I think part of it is what you did just there. One of the key things, and even going back to your first question of, What are churches that are thriving really doing? And one of those other things is that they're moving people beyond being just a spectator to being a participator. Uh, When I grew up uh, in church, so the Wakefield family was in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If there was a prayer meeting at any point, Saturday morning, we were there. Uh, And one of the rules in the Wakefield family was you don't sit in the balcony. For whatever reason, my parents were like, no, it's like the front two rows. You're not in the balcony. If we catch you in the balcony, that was like worse than doing drugs because like church is not a a spectator sport. It's like it's worship. We participate. So uh, we've encouraged even churches don't use the word like the words watch. Don't come watch church. You Mm. come worship with us. Come gather together, even if it's digital. And and so really, I would encourage your team, don't be a spectator. Uh, Be a participator. Be fully present. So yes, it looks different, but don't sit up in the digital balcony and just be a, a spectator. Say, God, help me to be a participator. So when pastor says, get in the comments, get in the comments. When the service goes live, share it and don't even share it, make it personal to you. So maybe even after service is done, do a little a post on your social media platform or, or email it out to a few people in your network or shoot somebody a text in your family and say, hey, this is what God really spoke to me during our church gathering. And I think it would really encourage you. So 
find ways to participate with what God is doing. Uh, this is a, a, a participating sport. So don't sit on the sidelines. Jump in. Find ways to participate, to volunteer, to get active, to get engaged, to be in the comments, to be sharing it, to making it personal to you, to applying it, to living it out. So don't just sit there and be like, you know what? Whenever we can meet in person again, that's I'll jump back in. I'll start volunteering then. I'll start giving then. I'll start sharing and inviting. Like, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't miss out on what God is doing. Even though it's maybe not come natural to you, jump in and be a participator. Don't sit on the sidelines. Yeah, and like like this, this platform has the ability to reach yeah. that one friend that you've yep. been wanting to invite to church. Um, and we've seen that happen. You've seen it because on we stream through Facebook Live, so you can actually see when that friend is joined yep. you in the live stream. They may not stay on uh, very long, but you can see it. And I've had no, numerous cases where someone said, "I had so and so come in the live stream," you know. Um, and you just never know what someone's gonna what someone's gonna share. Um, what would you say now? There are people who who love, they love Jesus. I mean, in pre-COVID, heavily involved, leading, volunteering, but then this whole online thing came. They're like, I don't really like social media. I don't don't get it or the technology, unnatural. I know for me, like, I'm like, I don't want to see my face on the screen all the time. I don't want to hear my voice. This just isn't me. What would you say to that person who's like, I'm just going to, like they're not they're just kind of like i love jesus but i this is just i really don't want any part of this right now what what would you say to that that leader yeah so i'm trying to be kind here um i i would say on one hand i i totally get it right like that's not what anybody would have chosen but for whatever reason it's what god had it's not surprised god so he's certainly got a plan in all this but i i would go back partly just as a character over to last Um, question is like, what's really cool is this season does present so many unique opportunities that I would just say, don't miss. What's crazy right now is because of technology, your entire community is literally one second away from being in church. Mm. In the history of the world, we've never had this opportunity where literally, and I I mean that word, how how it's (laughs) supposed to be meant, your city is one second away from being in your church. And we've never had that opportunity. So make the most of every opportunity that you're you're given, even if it's not the one that you, you would have chosen. The other thing I would say is, if you look back in a historical context of uh, followers of, of Jesus, of, of Christians, of the early church, what we're going through right now, historically, yes, it's, it's tragic on so many le- levels. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's not what we would have picked out or planned. But historically, the sacrifice of, oh, man, we're attending, you know, on social media or digital compared to the early church and what followers of Jesus <laughs> went through is like, I'll take this. If, if, if my sacrifice is to get on Facebook or YouTube, like, OK, like count me in as opposed to like some of the things that Christians have gone through. You look at the Apostle Paul. I mean, that guy, if you I think it's second Corinthians 11 where he just lists out everything that he went through and endured to help the church grow and to share the good news. Again, sign me up for this sacrifice as opposed to his sacrifice. And so I would just say, hey, yeah, I know it's not easy, 
But man, following Jesus is never going to be easy. He's actually told us, you're going to have trouble in this life. You will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome. And so, hey, d following Jesus is not going to be easy. But we, at the end of the day, our, our message, the, the vision of being a part of building the kingdom is worth it to say, whatever the sacrifice is, Lord, count me in. I know it's not what I would have chosen. It's not easy. It's not natural. But man, if this is an opportunity to spread the good news and build your kingdom, whatever that you're calling me to do, count me in. And, and I think historically, that sacrifice, when we look at it and get our heart right, get our mind right, be like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. This yeah. is not as huge a deal as maybe some that churches and Christians have faced, even are facing now around the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're smack dab in the middle of this series, what, what we're uh, right now as a church going through called Growing Up in 2020. And mm. we asked the question, what are you going to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? And, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, all these things that are negative. I said, I flipped as a little bit. It's like, what do you want to tell the next generation about growing up in 2020? How did you face these challenges? How did you lead? Because uh, yeah. it's going to, we got to pass this on to the next generation. We all still have that responsibility and we can either grow through it or we can just, uh, you know, uh, pass, you know, just pass it on. They, they're still going to have to pick up whatever we, we pass on to them. So, yeah. Uh, and I would say this real quick, like on that, going back to the, the apostle Paul, his life. I mean, look at that guy as, as an example, like he ended up in prison. Right. And, and look, did he say, oh man, I, I'm God, I'm trying to do your work and I'm in prison now. He's like, man, wherever I am, people are going to hear the good news. I'm going to be worshiping right there. So even if he was like to use 2020 uh, verbiage, he's quarantined in prison. You know, it, it didn't matter to him what the situation that he found himself in. It was not ideal. It was way worse than what we're all facing. But he's like, man, the good news is going to go forward. And, and so wherever we find ourselves out, we just have to say, okay, God, help me get my mind right. If I have to worship digitally, I'm going to worship there. If I have to share the good news digitally, I'm going to do that. But wherever I am, you know, in, in great times or really trying times, man, the kingdom is going to move forward. So, uh, again, I feel like you could do a, almost a whole study on the Apostle Paul and look at how much that we look back and we just marvel at what he did. Um, and we would want the same thing to be said of us, right? Like, so going back to your growing up in 2020, uh, let's let's make the most of the opportunity. When we had our season that wasn't ideal, people look back and be like, man, those those guys were crazy, right? Like the church, like didn't matter where you put them, they were going to spread the love uh, of Jesus wherever they were at. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. Let's shift in. How how do I grow up in 2020? I'm going to talk specifically about like those who are who are leading and in serving. Like we're in Los Alamos, New Mexico. How can Freedom Church uh, meet the needs of our community? You know, I was the sound guy or I was the greeter. Those yeah. titles and positions aren't there anymore. Um, and it seems like they're kind of shifting every month or two as we navigate through. So I don't have an official title as a volunteer, but how can I still reach my town? Um, you talked about sharing, but is there some things that you can maybe encourage us on to, to reach the needs of our community? Yeah, I would give you three specific things here. Um, in addition to kind of what we already talked about is participating and getting engaged, sharing wherever you're at. So three other things that you can think about. Number one, uh, one of the most basic but yet most powerful things that we can do is to pray. Uh, our communities, our people in and around us, in our neighborhood, your neighbors, 
they need God now more than ever before. You guys know the, the, the amount of pain, the amount of hurt, the amount of heartache, the amount of needs in our community, in our world right now. So one of the best things that we can do is to pray for people. And so one of the things that would be cool for the entire church is just a commitment that if there's anywhere digitally where you see somebody hurting or maybe even in the live stream and we're talking during a prayer time and say, hey, how can we pray for you today? Man, what if somebody put a prayer request like, hey, my mom, uh, she's going through cancer treatments and, you know, kind of sharing their story. And then, man, the entire church right there in the comments is just like prayer, 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 prayer. So wherever you can bring prayer to the situation um, and, and just be known as a church that prays. And I think if you if we do that as a church we see in the Bible that that does change things. And, and so that's one of the most basic things. So don't skip over that. Yeah, uh, the absolutely. second thing I would say is when you have those opportunities to pray, make a note to follow up with those people. So it would be crazy cool if somebody puts on our Facebook page, hey, I'm really struggling right now. And, and then they shared their need. And then, man, everybody in the church, the sound guy, the, the kids worker that used to, the nursery worker, like, man, we're all praying. We're all bringing hope and help and taking their need uh, to God. But then what? how cool would it be if a few days later— the people of God followed up with that person. Hey, I just want to check in. I saw that, that you need, I prayed for you on Sunday. How's it going? How was the how was the treatment this week? How much would that mean to our community if the people of God just kept bringing hope and light into those situations and, and just truly followed up and cared for people? I mean, think about it. Think about it. If everybody on this live stream would commit to doing both the prayer part in the personal follow-up part, and then not giving up on that that person. I think Absolutely. that's what you see in the early church, right? It's like, man, there was a need. And when that need was made known to a community of believers, they were like, man, count me in. What do you need? Like, we're going to pray about this. I'm going to go sell my stuff to meet that need. Like, it was just crazy. And the church was just known as as just being different. Like, those people are weird. They, like, really <laughs> care about people to the point that they're willing to personally sacrifice and care. And then, and then third, I would say is do something unexpected. Now's a, a time in, our, in your community where there's so much need and there's so many opportunities. So be be willing to, as you feel God prompt your heart to be like, man, go go across the street and ask your neighbor if their kid is okay with, with, with their schooling right now. Do they need anything? Do they need faster internet? Do they need uh, supplies? What, like if think through, man, if, if God's prompting your heart to do something unexpected, take a step and do something unexpected and see what God will do as an open door in, in those situations. So take the opportunity because there's so much need right now. And, and then in that, I know if you hear the church is doing something, man, step up and participate. So whatever the church is, if you just hear something like, man, yep, it's a season to participate. It's a season to do to step up and be a part. And so if the church is doing something that you can rally around and be a part of, then, then do that as well. Yeah, Ryan, I, that that right there, man, that'll that'll preach uh, in, in in all aspects of prayer, following up, and then just doing something unexpected as God leads you. None of those. What I what excites me, kind of our our DNA, like that's not a church program. That is right. just you being the church, which yep. is really what we're shooting for anyway. Um, and so we may have some church programs, but we don't really load up your scout calendar with a lot of stuff. We want to empower you to be you. You just gave us three very valuable things to say. This is how you can be a leader, and you don't even have a, a title. We have this is our our Love Los Alamos shirt here. 
And here's what I want to encourage you to do. Um, We also are in need of leaders as we brainstorm and figure out some of these things. If you comment right now uh, throughout the service with the tag Love Los Alamos in the comments, we will follow up with you on some um, ways in which you can join some teams here at Freedom. And we have a prayer team. We have a Love Los Alamos team that is meeting needs, going and getting groceries for people as people um, um, send us requests. We do have some digital components where you can do some follow-up and we want to build these teams up. Um, but we want to empower you to live out um, your uh, walk with Jesus. And so if you mm. comment, love Los Alamos, we want to hook you up with that. Also, um, if you're interested, we'll have links in there uh, to get some training. And this is from Church Marketing University. And Ryan's not trying to sell a thing at all in this. Um, but I want to help empower you in what I've learned from Church Marketing University and so many other churches and some of our leaders here at, at, at Freedom have gone through some of the training that help in this time and beyond. And so we'll hook you up with getting training. There's a conference coming up on September 29th and 30th that you guys are, are doing that is going to be all digital, but absolutely phenomenal. I would love to walk through that with you. Um, on those days. So I'll get you all the resources, all the things. Just uh, put in Love Los Alamos and uh, let's see where God takes us. Yeah. And one thing I would add on that too is like when we're in a season of of need, like we're in right now, it's almost like anything that you can do on loving your neighbor, uh, loving your community, serving your community, it's almost like a matching program. Like it almost counts double right now. So if you've ever participated in something that the church has done, or if you've ever considered it, uh, and you're just like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to put that in the comments. I mean, come on, like throw it in the comments, take a step, because it really does count almost like double right now, because the need is so great when the church is the church and leads the way. It's it's so huge in just representing the kingdom of God and representing the God that we serve and making a statement to our community that we are here to be a blessing and to serve one another, to love you because there is a God that loves you. And if we're not doing that, if we're not stepping up and leading the way, then man, who is going to do that? And what is the church going to be known for if we're not the ones doing that? So I would just encourage you, man, it may feel a little bit weird leaving that in the comments. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs. Hey, start it by just leaving a comment yeah. and then follow the steps along the way and, and follow what God leads you to do. Start start, start the conversation. Ryan, we are, yep. we're over time, but I do want to ask you one, and there's no way to cover it all in, in, this, in this last little bit, but we're not meeting in person, but for churches mm-hmm. or even Freedom Church who... You know, one day we'll be meeting in person again. Um, Again, you have this ability to see what other churches are doing. Any hidden traps, any hidden traps that we need to be looking out for um, as we uh, possibly uh, go back to in person and online, that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, let's do this as a group exercise. So everybody get ready and you're (laughs) going to put something down in the comments and you're going to come back and you're going to remember this in in 2021. You ready? It's a a phrase and I want everybody to put this phrase in the comments. All right. Here it is. Extra grace required. Again, we're going to pause right now. You need to, I'm asking everybody watching this, either live or the replay, you need to put this phrase in there as a reminder to you and as a reminder to your brain and your heart, extra grace required. 
because it's not going to be perfect. There's a lot of trickiness right now. Uh, it's, it is one of the most difficult times that I've ever seen uh, being a pastor. Uh, so your pastor needs extra grace. You're going to need extra grace. Your leadership, your, your community's leadership, everybody needs extra grace. So I think if there's one thing I could finish this off with, it just keep this in mind. Whatever happens over the next months or years, extra grace is going to be required. Don't be the person that is like, okay, I'm bailing on the church or pastor didn't get that right. Or they didn't make the decision the way I would have made the decision. Like we need a church that can stick through some tough times that can hang in there, even when it are personal preferences or it doesn't go perfect because in a crazy time like this, it's not going to go perfect. So we've got to make the decision up front to give everybody extra grace because that's how we would want to be treated as well. And it's not going to go perfect. The churches that we're seeing that are, are jumping back in when they're able to in person, it's not going perfect. And it breaks my heart when that starts to tear mm. at church and people are like, I'm going to bail or I'm going to, I'm not doing this, or I'm going to quit my giving because they didn't do it exactly like this. Hey, we don't need that. What the, what our community needs right now is a united church that is going to give everybody a ton of grace and model grace. So I would just say the trap is don't put your personal preferences out there. Don't get easily offended. Give everybody extra grace. Yeah. And so put that, if you haven't put that in the comments yet, throw that because you need to remember that because right now it's easy to say here in a couple months, you're going to have to live it out. Yeah, uh, So that, that would be my thought. Oh, that's a good word. And that's not only for our church. That's what our world needs right yes. now. A united church, not judging, loving, showing grace, serving, um, all of those things. Ryan, again, Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of Freedom Church for your time and in investing in us, but also uh, your leadership and in investing in the church globally. You're changing lives around the world. Um, and so thank you to you. Thank you to your wife and your kids and your family. Um, you're doing an amazing job. Well, man, thanks for the honor to be a part of this. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, uh, say hello. Uh, if you see me on, on social, want to connect over there, that'd be great as well. But thanks for having me today. Awesome. Awesome. And go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs> I love, I love all the ideas. I, I hope you have, you've got something. I hope something has sparked in you to hit the button. Hit hit unmute. You you have something uh, that God wants to work in you and through you in this season. And here's what I know. You have a story. You have a story and it matters. If you have a relationship with, with Jesus, you have hope to give to other people. And this is our mission. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he, he told those first disciples, that first church, it's time to grow up. He says, you're going to go to, to Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, to the ends of the earth, and you're going to be my witnesses to tell people what you've seen and what you've heard. This week, I'm going to give you training on how to do that. If you've commented Love Los Alamos in this, um, not only do I want to give you links to that training, but also like we're looking at a season of, of training for us of it seems like for me this is a little bit frustrating for me as the, the the pastor and the leader i like things organized i like teams i like teamwork i like cooperation I like the church working together it, but in this season it seems like okay we had this immediate thing right after covid okay we got to shift it 
then we kind of shifted in the summer and now we're in the fall. So like the teams kind of it like continually change and you might be like, I did sign up and nothing happened or I did sign up and it lasted a couple of weeks. And then, and like, I get the frustration cause I'm kind of frustrated at my, myself on how this thing shifted. But at the same time, it's like, that's the reality of, of our world right now. It, it changes, changes a lot, changes fast. So what I'm asking you to do, what in this season, if, if you're commenting, we're going to start the conversation, but um, church-wide, we're looking at doing some things where we do some training together, where we really start moving forward. I'm not waiting to go back to normal, okay? Th- like, I'm not going to wait until 2021 and just say, well, I hope this gets back to normal. No, if you haven't got it already, if you haven't registered in your brain, it ain't going back to normal. We're moving forward and we're going to move forward together and we're going to see God's kingdom grow. We're going to see God change lives and it may not be what I prefer. It may not be what I want, but God's working in me and through me. And that's exactly what we saw with, with Paul. So I want to do, I want to do some like training. I want to get us all on the same page. At the same time, some of you guys have already thought of some things that are, that are personal. It's not a church-wide program. It is, Hey, God is, is, has nudged me to go uh, to pray for somebody. God has nudged me to go make a meal. Do something unexpected. Be the unexpected church this week. Be the unmuted church this week. What, where's God leading to you? I think I saw Rick. He put in there just like being present in the moment, having my eyes out. And what's God calling me to do? Paul, we read about this earlier before worship in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And then Ryan mentioned chapter 11. Look at chapter 11. He's like, I'm going to boast. All right. If I'm going to boast about things, what would I put on my resume? Um, He says, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. That's not how our world works. This is backwards. He he goes through this list um, of things here where he says here, um, I'm scrolling back up. He says, am I, he's like, I know I sound like I'm crazy. (laughs) It sounds like you're out of your mind that you would say, this is the stuff you're going to be proud of. He says, I've worked harder. I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without number, faced death again and again. Five different times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, not with weed. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I faced danger from the men who claim to believe believers, but they're not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and I've often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I don't burn with anger? Now's not the time to give up. He goes on in in verse 12. He says, I've asked God to Get this thorn out of my side. I don't want these things. And each time God said, my grace is all you need. Here it is. Here it is, freedom. My power works best in weakness. I don't know if I can share. What, why, why do we hesitate in sharing? I don't know enough. I don't want to be weird. 
you know, Christians have a bad rap and people are so jaded towards Christians. Well, you're the one to show them as to why they should not be. You're going to show them a new version of Christianity, one that is actually founded on the gospel, one that is founded on Jesus. In my weakness, Jesus will be made strong. You have it within you. It is time to hit unmute. It is time to move forward and live this unexpected life that the church has always been called to give. Why not you? And why not now? We're more passionate about our political standing and we are more passionate about arguing our political posts than we are about the power of the gospel. We're more worried about our NFL season this year. And I love the NFL, all right? We're more worried about that team than we are about our friend, our coworker who's next to us, who doesn't know Jesus, who will spend eternity separated from God. It is time. Have you, have you got the light bulb today that Paul says, I'll do whatever it takes. I, whatever it takes, God, I'm going for this thing. I'm not stopping. Why? Because it's the power of the gospel working in me. He says, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that, suffer, that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Whoo! Social media is not my thing. I get it. It's not my thing either. But it is the path that God has given us. And it has increased the, the influence and reach that we could have never had if we met in person. And if you don't see that, we're blind. If we don't take advantage of that, we're not living out our full mission. And then as Becky was saying too, it's not just the digital, right? Because you have neighbors, you have people who you can do a host home with. Like we need the physical connection. And that's the season that freedom is in right now. That as a pastor, I'm calling you, don't do church alone next week. Invite someone to your house if you feel comfortable i get it some of you guys on the health thing i'm all like if you're like i can't for health and safety i'm not going to guilt you when the time's ready you can do that all right so i'm not i'm not trying to judge you or shame you on that one i want to make sure that's clear but if you want to if you can you host build relationships build community pray for one another and let's see god work through all of this we should be shut down we should be struggling about finances. We should be worried and consumed and all these other things. But no, we're moving forward as a church and Freedom Church is leading the way. You are leading the way. And if you're like, I've been checked out for a while. I'm kind of just checking, you know, you can lead today. As he saw in, in chapter six, he said, there's right now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Today's the day to love somebody. If this drags on for another year into 2020, are you still going to wait? I hope not. I hope not. I saw Rita said, hey, our journey here in Los Alamos, Rita was only supposed to be here for six months. I was only going to be here for a year or two years, and then we were out of here. That was 17 years later. How did we do this? How, how did all this come about? We just followed Jesus every step of the way. I followed him when he wasn't convenient. I worshiped and I praised him when I didn't feel like worshiping and praising Jesus. What's it going to take for you to register today in your brain, in your heart, in your soul, whatever it takes? Oh, 
I wouldn't choose this. Paul wouldn't choose any of those things. In fact, many of us, if we had those, we're like, that's it. I'm out. I'm checking out. No way I'm facing death over this. No way I'm going hungry over this. No way I'm giving up finances over this. No way, right? He says, no, those are the things that show God's power to the other people. And I believe that power is in you and it's untapped. And all I'm asking today is one step. Maybe that step is just love Los Alamos and we start a conversation. But I believe it's untapped in you. I believe it's untapped in me. There's areas where I'm not fully given over. And I know I'm going long. That's for you, John Schwarzkopf. But I want to see God work and move in you and through you. And some things might be a church program, but I'm convinced that 95, 99% of it will be God working through you individually. You going and being the church. Man, I'm pumped for today. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for us to grow up in 2020. I'm pumped for me to have clicked some buttons hit the unmute button and I learn what's on the other side of that button. And I've grown up too. I've learned some things this year. I've grown up and I've got more to do. So let's do that together. Freedom, whatever it takes, Ryan Wakefield. I see you on there, man, whatever it takes for some of you, whatever it takes is a full surrender to Jesus. You haven't fully surrendered. You've never fully given your life to Christ. And you know it. You know right now he's speaking to your heart. He's like, you've, you've held back. And he's speaking to your heart a message of love, a message of grace, a message of hope, a message of forgiveness that you don't have to hold on to that anymore. You can let your burdens go. And he'll completely forgive you of your sin. And you can spend eternity with him right now. You might have jumped on this because somebody tagged you. You might have jumped on this because someone shared it. Now you're watching and God's speaking to your heart through a screen right now. And you want to give your life to him. If that's you today, you want to give your life to the very first time for Jesus. You just say, I receive Jesus. Put it in the comments. And let's pray this prayer together. Put I receive Jesus in the comments. And let's pray this prayer together and just celebrate together what God's doing in your soul right now. Changing eternity forever right now in my heart. Say, dear God, dear Jesus. I know I'm a sinner, and today I ask you to forgive me for all my sin. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord and my Savior and my forgiver. And in the best way I know how, Jesus, in the best way I know how, I receive you and I receive salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.